Hello and welcome back to Nerds of Legend. Uh, I'm Ben. Next to me is Joel and Missy. Uh, below me is Brendan. And today we're here to talk about the book uh, Rivers of London, also known as Midnight Riot, by Ben Aronovich. And uh, I don't have any announcements for today, but I believe other than next week we will be doing... Um continue next week we'll be doing uh talking about sort of some christmas traditions we'll probably talk about personal traditions for christmas as well as Mm -hmm. maybe some like various random cultural traditions that we christmas traditions that we know that are just either absurd different weird whatever that's what we're going to talk about so if you're interested in that definitely uh hit us up with ones that we should look into Cause that'd be fun. Oh yes, any especially and, weird stuff your family does. Yeah, or we, yeah, even weird stuff your family does. Because everybody does weird stuff during the holidays for some reason, uh, and that's it. And then I'll also tomorrow, as always, we'll be continuing our adventures of Candlekeep. And then I believe Brendan will let us know his well, book choice at the end of the show. Absolutely, I would like to apologize. Uh, for the upload timing of the last couple episodes, I have been under the weather. I got COVID, was really excited about it, um, and have not been feeling up to editing or uploading. So we are behind a little bit. So bear with us, and I thank you. For those that have been patient, I've seen the ones that have gotten uploaded. You guys have watched right away. Um, so, again, apologies. This one will be uploaded on time, Friday at 7 p.m., because I am feeling much better. That's good. Uh, that's all I've got for now. So without further ado, and I just realized I say that like every episode. Uh, every time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Brendan, how about you kick us off with a little uh, plot synopsis, which we will sure. probably also interrupt you at random with dumb anecdotes. <laughs> hey, give the people what they want. <laughs> All right, so we are in London in modern day, and Police Constable Peter Grant, along with his massive crush Leslie May, are (laughs) approaching essentially uh, the end of their probationary period as new cops on the beat in downtown London. Now, Peter Grant uh, has always been rather uh, intellectual. He's always had a, um, a quizzical mind. But he's never really fit in, and he, he wasn't really in a scientific community. He never really knew what to do with himself, and he's essentially afraid of a future of processing paperwork in the in the police department. Well, it, it uh, kind of sounded like he started out doing, like, it so- kind of sounded like he just, like, bailed out of, like, college. He was, like, hat, was going mm-hmm. down sort of, like, a scientific, like, chemist or, like, physicist path, and then, like didn't really take changed it. his mind and decided he yeah. wanted to be a copper instead yeah and so he actually he actually sort of dreams of being a, a detective and his his boss is basically ready to shoot that down when a chance <laughs> he really is he's was... like you have a mind for paperwork basically and he has a, a chance meeting with a dashing good-looking dude named thomas nightingale you skip the uh, part i Okay. I was going to wrap it into the magical part, but yes. And yes, he initially sees a spirit, but isn't sure if he's crazy, isn't sure. Like he tells Leslie and she's like, all right, whatever. He has a chance meeting with Thomas Nightingale. The first time he meets him, he thinks that he's possibly a, possibly a top gay looking for his bottom because he's, yeah. he's in, he's in an area where, uh, where, what? Yeah, young, good-looking gay men meet. Immediately looks him over. He's like, "This guy is so good-looking. He's got a perfect-fitting suit and a silver cane. He basically looks like Gary Oldman in Dracula when he's got the blue shades on, trying to trying to court our female lead in that movie. He's he's fully pimped out. He immediately assumes that he's a gay guy, which (laughs) I mean, like none of us are gay. And I was gonna say, I was gonna say, being well dressed. Deals are not mutually exclusive, but he makes a, uh, a gut decision as a policeman, uh, and and that that meeting with Nightingale, he asks him a simple question. He says, "What are you looking for?" And he honestly says, in an exasperated manner, "A ghost." He doesn't know that Thomas Nightingale 
knows magic, and knows entirely all about spirits, and he ends up being selected not for paperwork, but he spirals down a path, uh, discovering and uncovering magic-related murders, happenstance, shenanigans related to river spirits, and opens up his eyes to the world of urban magic. Uh, and... And at the same time, shafting uh, Leslie into doing the paperwork. Yeah, he shafts like, Leslie into doing paperwork. And she gets like, oh, you were yeah. going to be a detective? No, yeah, she no. thought she was going to be like the murder detective. And then she's like, f- gets her assignment. She's like, oh, no, I'm the paper as pusher. Soon as, as soon as he got pulled into doing magical detective work. They're, they're very like, much the, the magical versions of Elaine and George Costanza. Yeah. Or when George when George is doing well, Elaine is suffering. When Elaine's doing well, George is suffering. Yeah. Anything. Never, never too late to squeeze in a Seinfeld reference. So did it, uh, it just cut out? Because Siri decided she had very poignant things to add. Yeah. About medical paperwork. Oh, did not hear that part. That wasn't Good. coming through. So yeah, um, this is part of a pretty prolific. Se- series of peter grant novels um my initial reaction as i read this is it and ben agrees with me i believe we were chatting a little bit before the show it very much reads like a magical police procedural yeah it does um yeah you 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 get sort of all sorts of uh, a glut of cases Uh, it's almost like serial episodic nypd blue kind of yeah you know i will will say i tore through this book like it's a, I it's a I fast read. It one day yeah it's a it, the, the only the only reason i slowed down was i had to look up certain words uh <laughs> i got i got it, caught on a lot of the language too of course, british vernacular but other than that yeah really impressed with a lot of other like one was one was uh dressed to oblivion i was like that might be my new favorite way of saying bundled up for <laughs> like uh, that's actually of, pretty something. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I had to look at what cottaging meant as a verb. Uh, I learned what cottaging was. Uh, I knew I knew Tesco was basically like a Kmart. So yeah. Tesco's are all over Britain. Um, I, I I was in a I was in a British play and I, and I learned what Lucasade was and they have a different name for acetaminophen and all you know all these little things. But other than that, is a very very fast read. Yeah. Um, it was almost a counterpoint to um, Iron Druid. Yeah, in the way that it was very conversational, but people weren't necessarily wordy for the sake of being wordy, and there wasn't necessarily a need for quips or or, or verbal, you know. Yeah, there wasn't like theories. a bunch of like verbal sparring and like, oh well, like, and I think there's like it's commented on because I think uh, Peter gets like stuck into random parts where he like almost like agrees to like deals, you know. It's it's almost like a guy that's like gets accidentally like like get like commits to like basically it's a sort of like similar universe where you have like these things where like agreements and like your word and deals are like very important and like so like on one end of the spectrum like last week or last time we had Atticus who's like a 2000 year old druid that is very very precise with how he says things and what he agrees to Versus like Richard, who has or Peter, who has no idea what it's what's going on, and just like, oh, yeah, very much so. Yeah, and then it gets it bites him in the ass a couple times, which is which is interesting. On the on the on the first case that Nightingale's investigating with Peter, uh, he makes a, a he he makes an observation about the gentleman's house. Uh, I think it was was it Brandon, the the the, the script writer or mm-hmm. the TV producer yeah. says that his he's living in he's living a, a life of quiet desperation and he quotes Thoreau and Peter Peter notes himself he's like I don't know like he's obviously quoting someone I don't know who it is and I'm not going to give him the satisfaction of asking who said that. <laughs> so it's very it's um it's told from a first person perspective he's very observational Peter's an intelligent guy but it never felt but it's um, not like a He's not like a well-read, intelligent guy. Like he's just well, like, that, well, that's just yeah. so great. The 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 mise en scène, right? The world of the story, yeah. it's very authentically told from Peter's perspective. Yeah, uh, be, being informed is different than being naturally intelligent. And Peter yeah. Grant may not read Thoreau, but he's a smart guy, and it's told in such an organic first-person perspective. It's really easy for uh, for first-person novels to be really thick and really lay it on with too much, almost too much 
description and inference. And this felt very organic. It was a super fast read. I was a, I was a very, very big fan of, of, of the way uh, not only conversations are developed, but the way that Peter sees the world. Mm-hmm. So like you said, it, it didn't take, I mean, I, I knocked it out in a day. So All right. I think I just and, love, yeah. I was going to say, I think me and Brennan have given our impressions. Uh, what did uh, Joel, you and Miss, you two think? Well, so I, I love, in, in some ways, it, it reminded me, and I hated this damn book. I hated it. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, this one, no, I should say, this one was fine. I hated Neverwhere. I oh, yeah. hated it. I, very, very close parallels, yeah. And it reminded me of it. So in, Neverwhere's awesome. No, and you're incorrect. Thank you, it. Joel. <laughs> wow, Joel, Joel and Brennan agree on something. Look at that. Damn. Um, it reminded me really it reminded me a lot of it like in some yeah. ways it was it was very episodic it was very easy to follow it helped you like it made me feel nostalgic and want to go be in london right mm-hmm. like and that's what i really enjoy grilled cheese make you <laughs> make you want to go any, back to london any bland food you're like, any yeah, bland food you're like this so. makes me think of london um Philly to eel it, maybe <laughs> it was it was fun and it was very quintessentially british like Mm -hmm. where it was like very like like fun but a little bit off the wall like and at the end you're like what the fuck it's fucking puppets like yeah like like it made like it was it i hated and loved it at the same time because it was so ridiculous that it like made me like it made me laugh but i was like come on man yeah because you realize yeah, with the moment when you realize that the murderer is like a failed actor who is who is murdered <laughs> and is literally literally recreating Punch and Judy. <laughs> it's yeah. just like it's just so what? <laughs> like it's just like peak. It's just like peak. Like just like yeah. passive aggressive. Like. There, there were a lot of digs made at the expense of American law enforcement. Like, oh, this place looks like an American CSI lab. Like, oh, they're trying to make it all squeaky. Mm-hmm. It, it, it very much owns that it's British, right? They, they, they observe a triple homicide, or um, where the the perp's face is coming off as he falls down the stairs and kills himself. They're covered in blood from these people, and it's like shit. Get them some tea. <laughs> get them in the van. They like tea, three sugars, tea, three sugars. We gotta calm down. It's it 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 makes no excuses for being British. It loves every step of the way that it is. It's it's and definitely it was, a, a strength of it. Yeah, it was so weird though. Like it felt to me. What was funny is okay. So I've been I really liked the Kevin Hearn series. So I've been going through the whole thing. So. It was a hard stop. When I stopped, it took, took me about a day and a half to finish this book. It was like a hard stop and a complete change from a very American way of telling the story of like it experiences to this guy felt like he stumbled his way through the case. And he was like, holy shit, there's other stuff here. Like, but not in very realistic. No, way. very realistic. Yeah. It, it was so it felt like he was a cop then found out magic existed and then everybody else also knew magic existed so you, oh yeah that was everybody, a weird thing like, like leslie doesn't think he's a fucking nut job he's <laughs> like, I, I was talking to a ghost so they're not quite right that's what you oh, yeah, 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 obviously what <laughs> so he knows like london like all of these old ass cities have like if there are ghosts like they're fucking in London. I'm like, sorry, but like yeah. if you sit there and I feel to this day right now, if I go to London and give a witness statement about like a ghost told me, I think they're gonna be like, shut the fuck up, crazy person. They're not gonna be like, yeah. Yeah, we ghost. talked about it. It's like it's like <laughs> you were talking are the best witnesses. Like, uh, uh, like was, we were talking about it. It's yeah. like earlier. The <laughs> Joel was like, it's like Ben. If you came to me and it was like. Joel, I just saw aliens yesterday, and you're like, like illegals or like, <laughs> like alien yeah, aliens, <laughs> and yeah. I'd be like, real ones, obviously, and you're like, okay, and then you're like, the next day you're like, I just saw a ghost, and you're like, Ben, are you doing okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I, but I and for some reason, know. all like, like the entire like the entirety of Scotland Yard is like in on this whole like. <laughs> 
ghost like magic thing and they hate it but like they're like yeah magic's a thing we just send the case yeah, to this Nightingale's guy Nightingale's a wizard and yeah. they're like yeah of course he's a wizard we all know he's a wizard well and he's like he's indeterminate age but he's at least around for the war right yeah. like yeah so you have this this master kind of mage wizard whatever mm-hmm. um and he's learning magic and it, he's doing it in a way that is very logical to mm-hmm. me cuz he's trying to understand it yeah. and he's asking these questions and nightingale's like you're not supposed to be asking these yet like it's been a while like let me relearn how to do some of this stuff and yeah. so in that like it, it it again felt realistic in that he like okay magic is real i'm gonna be a mage or i'm gonna be a wizard now let me spend all this time and it blows out technology and it just felt the way that he built this world felt authentic to it did yeah like he found it like he like he figured it out while writing the story he's in a diner and there's ghosts fighting you know like building a (laughs) building on missy what what i felt the authenticity I felt in this book came from the anxieties of life, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Ben, you've got a son, you've got a wife, she's got a job, you have a job, you have to pick up Max from stuff. It's like he wants he wants a promotion, he doesn't want to get pigeonholed into a crappy job, he, he's got his crush. He's got to work with Nightingale now. He's like, oh, <laughs> ma- magic's real. He's horny. Yes, he's so <laughs> he's horny. Like- where Leslie, oh my God, yeah, failed to invite me into her bed. Where I was so like, I was like, yeah. I think that's maybe why I didn't like the other one. That sounds really familiar. Like this one, I was like, is this really what men think? Like they're like, oh, wait, no, I've never like, been art- that like, articulate when I failed like, to score. Like oh, so, it was every fucking thing. He's like trying not to look at her boobs. Like trying not to do this. And I'm like, are you like, is it really that like overly sexualized every moment? Like, so how so good the, are the boobs? Like, yeah. the way, like depends the way, how much they're being yeah. flaunted. Like, let's be real. The, the, <laughs> the way I de- the way I describe uh, the male sexual drive is like it's essentially vampirism. So it's like if everyone has parkas on and, your and you're busy, you're like, okay, well, I'm busy working on a car or I have to mail these packages and everyone's wearing a parka. But if someone's going like this and then holding their neck to you and then you're like, <laughs> you like blood, don't you? And you're like, uh, mm, I'm going to I'm gonna look away. I need to watch TV, baseball, sing about baseball. You know, it's, yeah. it's essentially – <laughs> You're the entire friend. thing, the entire thing is just a, a, a the wall of Jericho around my sexuality. <laughs> baseball, baseball. Yeah, no, but um, just constantly turned on. <laughs> That's why you. I mean, I mean, the books, man. The books are so sexy. What do we do? You know, what can we <laughs> I, do? I do love the way he went about it. Like this, the where he wrote and Leslie uh, once again completely failed to invite me into bed with her. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's those That's like of, so you know, weird. Yeah, yeah, but the, like, but then like the oh, one time she like joins him in the room, he like yeah. like naked basically, like her in her underwear, and then he just like doesn't make a move. <laughs> like yeah, I got a boner. for yeah. some reason. <laughs> I I like, love that's the a authentic- signal. <laughs> like, I love the authenticity though. Like I got an erection. Right, right. Yeah, then it moves. Well, I mean, there are a bunch of cops that live in shared housing. They wear like steel toe boots all day, and their fridge is gross. He's had no time to build game. You know, he's 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 wearing like light reflective rain rain slicks so that cars don't hit him. He doesn't know how to dress well. Right now, like, yeah, that's yeah. I I I his point of his day. I loved Peter Grant as a protagonist. I thought he was a great protagonist. He was so human. He had so many faults. He had to go yeah. through so much crap. And the thing, uh, yeah, the thing that is annoying is a lot of the times when you get the story, there's the guy who just gets it, or like he's like the best of the best. Mm-hmm. And this one, they 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 dig at him like, oh, you failed your you failed your A levels. Um, the time where he's trying to do the wear light, and all he's doing is just pissing himself off. Right. And it's it's just he it, takes a very natural like learning because yeah. it's like well, there's also like a tame time scale to the, like the the case is solved it's not like some overnight like three weeks thing it's like it's solved over the course of like almost a year 
It took like yeah. almost a year to solve this case, like the 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 serial killer thing. It's like like it's yeah. like oh yeah, it's been I've been like practicing trying to like move shit with my mind for three months, and then finally we got another break in the case. Yeah, it was it was it. it it definitely was not, you know, like the super character who just comes in and is like, not only am I a wizard, I was born to be a wizard. Like, it's like this shit sucks. I don't know. You were foretold to be good at magic. You're yeah. the seventh son of the seventh son. <laughs> right. Like, he just wakes up and racks it. Like, he's just kind of like, why did you pick me? Yeah. I'm horrible. Not most powerful high lord. No, he is not. He's like, you showed up and were like, want to learn magic? Okay, good. You passed. You passed the test. You passed the first test. <laughs> right, wanting to learn. Second, did you, will you, did you redecorate guys... my outhouse and get me Wi-Fi? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not Snow White magic where it just cleans everything. And that was and, one of the. Right. That was one of the funniest birds, scenes. Right? Was when when um. Like he was trying to figure out how he could get cable into the into the house, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he could watch. TV. So he could watch because so he so, yeah. so he could watch the footy, <laughs> and yep, yep. like and then and then like that's, that's he, why I liked him so much. That is like you're like I relate to him on a because he would, level. he would well yeah because it was like. Cause it was like uh, watch the footy today. Has, I did watch has, the footy today. Cause he's like Nighting, Nightingale was like, well, you can't bring it in through the house because there's wards, but like the coach house, we didn't ward, so go for that. <laughs> it's magic Wi-Fi. I just, just gonna. That's like, exactly what Brendan would do. Brendan would be yeah, like, absolutely. if he got accepted to Hogwarts, he would still be like working. But like the best scene was when he like got his like <laughs> flat set up like above the coach house. Yeah. And then so he ha- and he has like Leslie and like the the one sh- the I can't think of her name uh, the like the river nymph the river nymph chick yeah Mama Thames Mama Thames no no like her the daughter um, oh okay for the B I think Beverly Brooke Beverly yeah. Brooke yeah. yeah and uh she like he has them over like just and then like and then like the like. I don't know, Molly. like what the, Molly, who's I guess like a ghoul or a vampire. I don't know. She's the one that bit the guy's dick off at the end, right? With her vagina. Molly, yeah. Molly so is... she did that, but then she also like the Japanese spirit. Well, she ate the raw food, by and it yeah. was feeding the dog too. Yeah, Mo- yeah I, I don't know listed. if it's a vampire thing or a ghoul thing. It wasn't fully clear. She's uh, listed as an unknown species. Yeah. So like. <laughs> It seemed more like ghoulish than like vampire to me, but um mm-hmm. and then like and then like Molly shows up and is like watching the movie with them and then all of a sudden like there's another knock on the door and Nightingale Nightingale comes in, it's like, Can I get a beer? <laughs> just like yeah, watches all it. just like very like <laughs> They're like it's like you're bought like it's like you like it's like if you're at work and you like throw like a house party and it's just like a general house party, and then like your boss heard about it and just like shows up. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like it was... like, <laughs> like kills the vibe of the party, but like your boss like is there and you have to like, you know, be a host, but at the same time you're like, oh god, nobody do anything stupid. <laughs> Everyone on your best behavior. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh you're leaving? Yeah, too Weird. soon. Bye. Oh. <laughs> And it, and like and you know it's because Nightingale knew that he like killed the mood, so he's like, uh, anyway, I'll thanks for the beer. I'll be out. I'll I'll get out of your hair. Yeah. Like the work party fun. where where uh, you can't order a beer until your manager orders a beer. Yeah. At the Christmas party, so everyone sits there and waits, and the manager's like, oh, I think we'll get going. Everyone's like, All right, time to party. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It was it was fun. It was realistic. I can see how this could spawn a series, right? Mm-hmm. I think it said there's like nine of them. So many, really yeah. Well, it was really well received. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I... it was nominated for some award, um, mm-hmm. and you know, opened a lot of doors for him. And I can see it. the world is. It's the per in my opinion, it is a perfect urban fantasy setting, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because it slots right. It's 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 very believable. Yeah. Except for, like, the whole, like, the, the only thing that I wasn't wild about was the whole, like, com- police department conspiracy where, all, like, all the detectives know about it. 
Oh, and yeah. Somehow it, about the whole magic thing, but like it hasn't gotten out. Like they're, 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 they know about it and they're pissed off about it. But like they just like <laughs> don't. Like, Honestly, that's a very British thing, though. You know like, what I mean, yeah. though? Like, well, yeah, yeah. So the British are very used to just like living with misery. So, like, yeah. oh, the, you know, get in the queue. Oh, the blitz. Just watch your head. You know, it's just like, yeah. oh, magic's real. Ah, hell. You know, <laughs> yeah, that, that just felt like it. And, like, well, because there's be like that one like beefy like inspector dude that's like, he's like, oh, Nightingale, to get out of here with your shit right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, fuck you all. Anyways, I need my, a colonic irrigation, and then drops that. Like, it literally says that in the book, and then leaves. He's <laughs> like, who is this guy? So, um, I'm gonna presume that Missy's read more modern fantasy than I have. Can you think of any other series that's so just, just any series that just admits magic is real so flatly? Like oh like because like a uh, lost girl the TV show there's glamours world of darkness there's glamours to hide the magic D twenty modern then, covers that finds awards and glamour yeah yeah um, there's no there's like no like just protect I, the masquerade thing it's just like right just don't right let the public know like yeah the cops yeah. know what's going on but <laughs> yeah I mean yeah. like in, in Iron Druid they're using glamours to cover up corpses after combat yeah. and stuff so in like. Well, it's not, first of all, that's a very in, incorrect assumption that you that I've read more fantasy than you have. Uh, I'll okay. just go on the record with that. Um, now, if you want to talk YA, then we could we well, could go toe to toe. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Because the one assumption was a lot of YA is modern, so I haven't really yeah. read a ton of modern fantasy. Yeah, so yeah. I'm just wondering. Um, I don't know a story where one is just flagrantly open. Oh, but that, it's that, not like that movie Blight. That's about the only one that I know of. But it's not fully right. It's open, mm-hmm. but only like segmented. So no, like the thing that came to mind was like True Blood, but everyone knows yeah. it came yeah, out yeah. of coffin, and then it was this whole thing, right? But they don't know but about magic. They only know yeah. about the vampires. Yeah, like it was years before the werewolves came out, mm-hmm. and I mean, in the series, they never did. Yeah, the fate. No, they <clears throat> in the series they never came out as shifters. That that was in the books. TV, they didn't. It was just vampires. No, oh. um, no, I don't. I think in in it. <laughs> I don't know. I've watched a fair amount of like British TV. I've read a fair <laughs> amount of British books, mm-hmm. um, but it just it felt it felt authentic to them, mm. which it, but still accessible enough that like someone who doesn't know who isn't the Anglophile that I am would be able to enjoy it. Okay. I, I, I so, do think the one the one thing that was I found just humorous the whole way through is if there is one group of people that no magic exists and are fucking over it already, it would be the British. (laughs) (laughs) The British got, no. The British cops. Like, yeah, but yeah, the cops as well, but my God, the the whole thing of like, well, we could use magic. Ah, fuck off. You know, like, no, no magic. No, none of that. It was was weird because like the one, like, was it, what was, I can't remember this, his fucking name. The, like, the, the the cop like the big like scary de- murder detective, um, Seawall. Seawall. Alexander Seawall. Yeah, yeah, it's like the whole thing. He's like talk shit about Nightingale, but as soon as like Nightingale's in trouble and like uh, Peter is too, like and the, he's like being interviewed and stuff. Like it's like Seawall's like you wouldn't be able to like <laughs> like he's basically like. He's basically like, we're being watched right now. Can you like fix that problem? And he's like, oh yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> like you know, blast the like basically just like vapes the cameras. Yeah. <laughs> well, and magic is like I like that it's incompatible with like yeah. electricity. That's a you know, like stories. that is yeah. like that's very yeah. familiar, and it's at it's both at odds with the modern world but sits really nicely in it and it's a good that, that ex- also, and it's a good explanation also, for like why like magic is like dying but it also seems like according to like certain conversations separate. that it's like under a resurgence or something because like you have the the uh conversation with the commissioner who's like He's like, I thought you told me that this was on its way out and we wouldn't have to worry about it anymore. And then Lightning Gales were like, well, apparently I was wrong, sir. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think I like the separation of the magic and technology because in in most stories, like we all know the character, the one guy that, that's yeah. like hidden in a trailer with like, a, you know, a gajillion, you know, bit Wi-Fi coming in. They got 400 monitors and they know fucking everything. They know mm. everything that's ever happened and every piece of information yeah. that is on the internet, they know. And he's the guy that's like, you know what's really going on. Or in fantasy, you've got the wizard or the oracle or something that goes on. And I think it's a good way to keep them separate to make them incompatible because then you can't can't have like Merlin, who's also a hacker, you know, yeah. which you feel would be uncomfortable. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, Missy also just found out that he wrote Doctor Who stuff. Oh. Now, yeah. I thought that name makes sense. Episodic or or the comics or both or? Uh, Serials in the late 80s and spinoff novels. Yeah. Oh, wow. So All of that sense now why this is the way it was because it's 100%. It does read like a Doctor Who episode. If Doctor Who started magic, you know, like Merlin and Doctor Who was. Yeah, it does. It does read like, now that you you say that, it does read like very much sort of like a Doctor Who episode in terms of like how it kind of. You know. Now that you say that, the sexual frustration is similar to like a doctor and the companion. You know, like, no, this doctor he wrote for Doctor Who in the eighties. Not the eighties, not the eighties. But had zero. Like yeah. I watched that on BritBox right now. Oh yeah, yeah, eight, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it said eighty-seven, eighty-nine, and then some audio drama. The so it doctor. wasn't. That's the fifth doctor right there. It's yeah, eight, yeah. It's almost comparable to like. There was no se- sexual tension in Battlestar Galactica 1980, and then you watch like 2004, and it's ridiculous because yeah. they're all stuck oh in the ship together. The, it, you, I'm you. There is everything is dry in Doctor Who. Yeah, and there is nobody's excited about anything. Nobody got it turned on at all in anything. Yeah, like, and well, until you get Rose and Rose and uh, and then she's David like Tennant. in love. She can't function. <laughs> yeah. and it was. I think there's only one companion. Donna Noble, who was like, oh, and I want to bang you. There's dudes on her. <laughs> was it, wasn't Rose still a companion with Christopher Eggleston? Yeah, yeah. She was the she first, was first one. Yeah, yeah. Cause, yeah, because yeah, I started with Eggleston, and I remember watching those like when I was in high school on Channel 11. I remember thinking, like, there's a there's a level. There's, like, something. There's yeah, some electricity. Well, wait, and then there's, like, uh, the... the... That, wait, wait, wait. Let's just take Never a mind. hard back. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, we're getting away from we're getting we. We'll do a series on Doctor Who <laughs> yeah, we... in, sometime next year. Uh, no listen, surprise, viewer... we haven't. Yeah, no surprise, viewers. An episode on Doctor Who. We could do several op- a- actually, because I mean, all right. Anyway, there'll be a Doctor Who episode sometime yeah. in twenty. But so yeah. to go like that does, and again to bring it back to Neverwhere, that also there's like a blur. Yeah. On the- everywhere that's here on the mm-hmm. front that says this reads like Doctor Who. Yeah. So you have these like fun, quirky, like mm-hmm. quintessentially British, but uh, like applicable to, you know, the larger, you know, population um, who it's will like, still enjoy it. Yeah, because it's like that, like it's modern day, but there's still like weird shit happening. Like, mm-hmm. but like the, 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 like the, the public's ignoring it, except for like a couple people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone else is like oblivious, except for like the couple people that are like, "Wait a second. Then, like going back to last week, like of course, like ghosts are real, and they're like, "Yeah, of course they are." Like you know, <laughs> yeah. like, like we've been telling ghost stories, and we've been obsessed with the supernatural forever. Like, yeah. of course they're real. Like, yeah. move, like let's ignore it, drink some tea, and move on. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. More we, we got a guy coming to steal your fingers. Like so. the weather. <laughs> yeah. So, so my question for the room: Have any of you read Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell? Yes. Okay. We've so seen the show. we've seen the okay. show. Okay. I so watched the. I think wasn't there a movie? No, I have not. It, there was a BBC Just a series. Yeah. I have not read the book. Mr. Norrell. It is <laughs> so dumb. Like, but it was you, great. Could, you could kill a bird with it. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. It is the equivalent of like in. Going back to grad school, like Bleak House was like a fucking badge of honor if you read that shit. Like, mm-hmm. so I've not read it, but I've seen it. Yeah. Okay, that that was the closest I could compare in like 
practical magic terms because magic in that book was very much like structured and and there was an it was organizational and for 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 mr norrell for norrell yeah yeah for strange they're like oh yeah yeah. it was like all emotion and show yeah they they were polarized yeah yeah but they both learned the same which is kind of it's it's more like the implication like the the implementation yeah how it was and um, sorcery versus wizardry almost you sure that wasn't a movie I feel like was there was a movie. A movie. There was, was there okay. was a show. There was absolutely a show. Yeah, it was a miniseries. Okay. I don't know why I'm miming it, but there's absolutely yeah, a show. We can't. Thank God you said that. Nobody would figure it out when we said a series. I'd be like, oh, I don't know what that is. I was I was playing charades last weekend. Maybe that's why. Is that what it is? And you haven't recovered? <laughs> oh, it's 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 in, it's in the bones, man. Um. So yeah. So. I think three, maybe three of the four of us here are big. Uh, I'm not going to presume big on big on the Gaiman. What? Um, I love Gaiman. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. You, so what? She hates it. I yeah. like him in theory. His when, execution is never what I want it to be, he, but he has he theory, bad mouthed the like tube in theory. London and that. What are the what are the con- <laughs> what are the contrasts between opinions on the tube between this and Neverwhere that that so starkly? I will, I will have an entire episode on why the tube underground system is <laughs> superior to every every aspect of American public transport, and I will fucking go down at my sword about that. I am fairly certain that is why she doesn't like it. There, she's like they had the court in the tube, preposterous. It's the <laughs> one, the one bit. The one bit, okay. The one bit. The court, <laughs> the court <laughs> is in the tube. No, it would never be so dirty. <laughs> but no, um, I don't know. It did. It did feel a little bit like if, if it turned out, if these two stories somehow like collect, like collided, it would mm-hmm. feel natural. What? Like to to them to be in the world of Neverwhere would. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there's little blurbs that says Midnight Riot is what would happen if Harry Potter grew up and joined the fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. And, okay. And then, I feel he was way cooler than Harry Potter. And then someone said this is the perfect blend of CSI and Harry Potter. Yeah, like, that, that is true. But like Harry Potter goes to like, he he becomes an or like, and he's still like the only thing you could say is like smelly armus. Like, you yeah. know, like this guy. Yeah. He, he still one. only has one spell. <laughs> One yeah. spell, and if it wasn't for Hermione, he would have died year one, yeah. two, three. Like he, yet he's hey. like, I am the chosen. Like <laughs> book seven, if, I am the chosen one. Shut the fuck up! You barely. If you do something well, do the shit out of it. I mean, yeah, yeah. And and he mopes and gets angsty. Yeah. That's what he does. Well. I could, I but I could see this like in as being a very like equal or like parallel or you know the mm-hmm. it working really well with Neverwhere. It's it's set in the same world. It's it's the same kind of fun and quirky thing. I I don't know. I think part of like Neil Gaiman tries too hard to be funny mm. or quirky or smart. You mispronounced like, awesome. You, like, you mispronounced. Like his, like he's his awesome. delivery never never lands as well. I think he tries too hard, whereas this felt more authentic and it didn't didn't try to mm. be more than it was. Like it was a, an episodic cop drama that, di- that took itself for what it was and yeah. it didn't try anything else. Yeah, I... I, I... I think I enjoyed it from that, like, because it's some, it's simplistic from the point of like, like it's it's a it's a cop drama with with magic and doesn't doesn't try to be anything more than that. It's just like does that, and I think it does it pretty well. <laughs> and I liked like I mean this is not anything you know, but it didn't like didn't kill anyone you know like i mean it there were there's death right but like mm-hmm. you weren't like a, i feel like in a post like martin world you're always waiting for your favorites to right. die yeah, like i was yeah. i was like, i was bracing for leslie to die yeah, the almost... entire book yeah <laughs> the entire thing well like, at the end where she got injured you're like well she's dead i know it's, mm-hmm. it's done like, and then he's like oh hold on and they just or for like Nightingale to die, Madame and Pomfrey then him to be it. the last one, and yeah, now he has to and now he's got to figure it out. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't I know, really... about, yeah, I don't know about you guys. I've been watching my heroes die since Animorphs. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. like the, the, I had like, the, I can't I, have faith in anything. In I, the, I had the I biggest, know. you did? I read them, but yeah. I must have blocked out what it is because <sighs> I do not recall that, but that is probably a mental block from my youth. Well, my, when my crush, the, the cheerleader, she fucking dies. She <laughs> bites it. She bites it. And then, then the, the little the, the little dork guy, he animorphs into a fly to be a fly in the wall and to spy. And then he gets hit with a swatter and he and he morphs back into a person and his legs are broken. His legs are he's in a wheelchair. That was traumatic. And then there was like that dude that like stays stays as a falcon too long, and then he never comes back. He never comes back. <laughs> it, was, it was like goose, goosebumps to animorphs. It was like Pokemon to Digimon. That was, was like, like oh oh no, Ash, you lost the battle. I'll try again. I feel it's like that Digimon. Show... You lose. You get deleted forever. Yeah, <laughs> that show did not like that. That that book series did not hold back. They were just like gonna. Like they were trying to toughen you up. <laughs> yeah, well, like for something labeled as YA, like that shit. It was for real readers. You guys, you guys thought Hunger, you guys thought Hunger Games was hard, right? It's like they've brought back so many Transformer movies. Where is my rated R Animorphs movie? Where is my Animorphs movie? Yeah. Why my wallet is sitting here, growing fat. No, filled with money. Pitch it to uh, Guillermo del Toro. He took the scary stories we tell in the dark. Take Animorphs. Oh yeah, my gosh. Like, a del Toro Animorphs movie? Somebody fund this. Well, also, like, del it started Toro here. Would make, like, del Toro started, would make it that. It started like, here. <laughs> del Toro would make that transformation look as just as painful as it does in the in, <laughs> on the cover of the novels, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All the limbs, all the limbs breaking as they, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that was only, this is only two uh, tangents that are tangentially yeah. related. So all right, you know. all right, I'm I'm bringing it back. So rather than ask you, <laughs> rather than ask you what you would anamorph into, what was your what was your favorite case of the many the many cases and and uh, procedural police happenings that Peter Grant has to, has to uh, deal with through this first book? What was your favorite? cop no, what, encounter no, it wasn't my favorite was when it fucking right out the gate had them throw a goddamn baby out the window yeah that sucks like, no one that needed yeah. Sucks. yeah no one needed that oh yeah, don't that worry don't worry problem. we have we have tea so it's all good yeah. Yeah. no that would like that it, would hurt like and i had to I like, mean, look, I, personally hurt because yeah. we're like like i, I was yeah. feeding her when like it was the middle of the night, and I'm listening to it. And I'm feeding her, and he's like, and the baby was so like, I I'm like, I just holding the baby. That one, and, and you said you got through it in a day, day and a half. That one made me stop. Like, oh, wow. I yeah, like I had to like force myself to get back I into said, do it. Not. One of those, um, but I mean, like. What is some of the stuff that police have to deal with? Like really fucked up stuff. And I think like mm-hmm. that, that is yeah. That's part of police work. Like they, they do have shit that they don't want to talk about or don't want to see. Well, so I, mean, I thought it was <laughs> one thing that was interesting. Sorry, I'm interrupting, but I thought it's like <laughs> not for like favorite case wise, like yes, you were uh um I think the cool thing was like he like figured like this is just like the the difference between the North Thames and the the Upper Thames and the Lower Thames, like in terms of the River Spirits thing. Like they've the been lady, feuding for like Tem- they've Old been like Tem- feuding for like five hundred years, and he just like like uh, Nightingale's like yeah, that's just how it uh, how they are. Like I like just leave it alone. Like don't deal I, with I, them. And then like Peter Grant's immediately like, no, I'm fixing this shit. And then he figures out a way to like, like get them was... to like agree and like work together with him. <laughs> I do feel like that was like the main, like I know finding this killer, that was the, the crappy actor. Mm-hmm. I do know the puppets. The just take puppet, the puppets. Yeah. The puppets. I do you know that was the whole story throughout the whole book. That was the overarching yeah. You know, narrative. but I do think like a fair amount of his job. They're like, "Do you want to learn magic? Right, good." Mama Thames is a bitch. Go calm her down. <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> like, Mama Thames like, is a bitch, and Papa Thames is an asshole. Get them yeah, to agree on something. 
<laughs> I feel like the majority of his job was to mollify these old river spirits and no. then tell all of the tributaries that fed into the Thames to be like, oh, no, you're pretty, too. All right. Are you going to calm down? Like every day he just had to feed her like a spoonful of ice cream to calm her down. Mm-hmm. That's what it felt like. Like every day she's like, she's going off again. And you had to like pet her hair. and tell no, her she's It wasn't the mom, though. The mom was like, fine. It was this, it was her daughter. Yeah. But I'm like saying her one daughter like. was the one who like the one I forget what the name was, but yeah. the one that he offended yeah. by accidentally doing magic. And After like, she tried to like uh, freaking yeah, force him. Like, like force him to like yeah. like be her like mind slave. Mm-hmm. But it's his fault for resisting like <laughs> a bunch of bullshit. How dare you not come? I just the case the fav- my favorite case is is I, I I don't know if it's my favorite case, but it's my favorite reveal is just the puppets. It is so <laughs> funny to me mm-hmm. and it is so quintessentially like it is just that moment. Of ridiculousness that just ma- brought me a lot of joy. And how he that convinces was, that was, that was like, well, every great actor dies. And he's like, right, a good actor does die. And then he figures it out. And then he figures it out while watching TV. <laughs> 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 Shit, it's all Punch and Judy. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with Missy on this one. Um, it was so for, fun. For, for, yeah, for starters, uh, having done programming. I solved every programming issue when I was on a ticket, a service ticket, when I was on the can. I'd go, <laughs> I, I'd take a bathroom break. I'd be, I'd look at my phone maybe, you know, and be like, oh, that, all right. And then tsh, done. So the fact that he discovers it watching TV, I think the whole Punch and Judy reveal, this is a book where, I mean, Get ready, loyal viewers, right? It's a book where a, 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 an infant is thrown through a window, where people's faces come off, people are decapitated with a flick, and I was laughing as I was reading it. It, was it, didn't, just, it wasn't gratuitous. Like, right, you know, right. It wasn't gratuitous in a way that felt like, oh, God, like, you know, and again, like, the baby, that was, that was, that was gratuitous. That yeah. didn't mm-hmm. need to like we could have just said like and then the baby was in the corner and i would have been like great i'm happy about yeah. that you like yeah but it felt like you know it wasn't like, but again like you we're so used to american gun violence and all of that like and granted because they don't have guns over there their stabbing rates are astronomical right like, we don't have a lot of night through the violence. roof like, you know like it's it's a different kind they of- leave that out when they're talking about when people are trying to talk about gun regulations that yeah, no, that if it's got a point on it, it's going in somebody. Absolutely. <laughs> like, like, but it still felt like, again, like you said, like you're still laughing through it. Yeah. The, like, like for the ridiculousness while still enjoying the whole premise of it. Right. Yeah. It was just, it, it, I, I, I liked a lot of it. Like the part where he had to use his whistle. And he's like, I can't believe it. I have to use like he's, he's like, actually, I have this whistle. Like he was like, how ridiculous! I have a whistle, and then he ended up using it like 13 minutes later. Yeah, like <clears throat> it felt very natural. It mm-hmm. felt, but like you know, the mob violence at the play. Yeah, like mm-hmm. you know when he's like um, <laughs> yeah. trying to break that. Spell. You know, he's playing the part, but break yep. the thing yep. by forgetting his lines, and they're still forcing him forward. And he's like, "It's okay. It's going to be a play noose, you know." Like it's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's, yeah. um, and ridiculous, and still somehow managing. It would make a great, like, it would make a really good TV series. Mm-hmm. Like oh, yeah. it would be, it would yeah. be super fun because you had clear episodes, right? Like there was, yeah, clear yeah. Every chapter was like an episode. You, you yeah, make a it good, was so, so fun. You make a good point, Joel, because like I'll use the example of the Venture Brothers. The a, a huge core <laughs> of why <laughs> a huge core of why that stupid show is so funny is because the core of that show is failure. It's Doc Venture is trying to live up to the impossible standards of his dad. He keeps it's messing Johnny up. Test. It's his, Johnny Test done ridiculous. Johnny, Johnny Quest. Johnny Quest. Yeah, it's Johnny, Johnny Quest, Quest done ridiculously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So right, my, my children watch Johnny Test obsessively. So like, <laughs> it's burned indelibly into my yeah. brain. And I, and I so myself Doc it. Venture messes <laughs> up all the time. His his kids die so frequently that he has to clone them, <laughs> right? 
You're already laughing just thinking about yeah. it. This that is so this, dumb. Yeah, I just for the episode where they're at like the super science flea market, mm-hmm. and he's got like lightsabers out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I think a, a core of this oh, it's so dumb. It, it, it's a very the, like, yeah. Monarch's henchman buys and he's like, I've waited my whole life for this, and he like fires it up, and it's just a light beam that does nothing, and Brad no. Samson beats the shit out of him. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, you think I'd sell this if it was a weapon? <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it was the same thing with this book. It's like, Grant is like, I gotta blow a fucking whistle. It's punched yeah. at Judy. It's just like the absurdity, <laughs> the absurdity of, of the situations oh, that he's in with his limitations and just the monotony of the day-to-day mixed yeah. with the insanity of magic. I think the core of why this book is so naturally funny is because it's not fishing for laughs. It's the absurdity of the situation. It's a very natural humor. That is British humor. Yeah, it is. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why, like, there's um, an episode of uh, so the thick of it is kind of like Parks and Rec for um, in Britain. It's like a ridiculous show, and I started watching it. And um, right when uh, Peter Capaldi was named the doctor, I had already watched it and I knew he was going to be awesome because the first words he says on camera is you're about as useless as a marzipan dildo. And that, <laughs> oh, is, that literally is humor to me. Like it is. I love it. Oh my gosh. Like, and it just, it is my favorite line in almost any TV show. Literally like, ever. Yeah, I, like, that's that, the it best. It is amazing. And that is what I think, like, people think of British as, like, the sophisticated, you oh know, my God, like, that all is, of this. But for the most part, they, It's Monty Python. Yeah, it's Monty it's Python. Stupid. It's, like, gutter humor. It's ridiculousness. <laughs> yeah. And it is amazing. Yeah. I think one of the other things that was, like, fun, funny about was I really liked about the show was the other twist where you find out the ghost that Peter's been talking to this entire freaking time was the bad guy. Yeah. I, I just that the that he was an actor and the play was so shitty. It was played one time and they're like, never again. Yep. <laughs> and he's like, no, I need more people to see it. And then like murdered the <laughs> and yeah. then it was like and he's like it's wanted so to get stupid. back at the other actor that got the better part, even though it was a play that only played once. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. But it is. It's the absurdity that that also was paired with the fact that it's also how, how you can imagine. Like, and I know I've said this before, but it is very much like every time he's like exploring, he's like, and this too, and this too, like he keeps finding out like there's more magic shit in there. At first, it's like ghosts are real. Oh, now there's wizards. Oh, I've got to calm down a wi- uh, river spirit. Oh, I somehow accidentally went back in time and I'm talking to a pre-romantic magistrate. All right, whatever. Like, but I want to bang everyone. Yeah, yeah but I'm but super hard. And, that, and then I went back in, back in time while getting necked by the, the ghoul who's sucking out my life force. And then uh, actually go to, back to like pre-Roman times where I meet Father, Father Thames and he remembers me. <laughs> Right, fifteen hundred or two thousand years later, mm-hmm. <laughs> that was yeah. wild. That was a it wild. All this like, it all has this like underlying tone of like, how the fuck did I get here? Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, how did this happen? Final you know? question. Final question for the panel: How likely are you guys to continue this series, and why? I would. I would. I would give it. I think this is not. I think I would read this one as opposed to audiobook it. Mm-hmm. I think I I will be honest. I mostly because I was in a medic medicine induced haze and it was really hard to understand a lot of it. Um, because I I listened to the bulk of it while I was like real sick <laughs> and uh, so I'm like pretty my I'm on like all of the cold medicine and everything. So my processing is like right there at the best. So. I, I had a little trouble following it in the beginning. Yeah, I was, you know, I was thinking, I was thinking that I, I don't know. I'm not like it, it ended in a way that I felt like, eh, 
like you know some books end and you're like i need to keep reading like Mm -hmm. this i like i would i think i'd casually finish it like i don't Mm -hmm. think i would i'd watch the shit out of it series if it was a tv series i would binge it yeah Yeah, i I don't know if i'd actively seek it out but i wouldn't be like opposed to it you know what about you all right He's already so, on book six now. No, 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 no. So I was just looking up. So, yes, I can't find that there's a show, but apparently there are comics and graphic novels. Yeah. yeah. So there's some visual he's, presentation. He's very, very prolific in what he does. Yeah. So do, do we know why it's Rivers of London here as opposed to Midnight Riot or vice versa? I think it's the overarching series is called the Rivers of London series. Yeah. No, because so, the book I have. It just says Rivers of Nun- London, also known as Midnight are, Riot. There are two reasons usually that that British literature is renamed when it comes here. Number one is because we're dumb. And number one, number no, number one is stupidity. Like remember, <laughs> yeah. remember famously that that A and A and W tried selling a third pound burger because it was more meat than a quarter pounder, and Americans wouldn't buy it. So there's that. Number two, that's why that's why they went to the metric system. They're like, we're never getting this wrong again. Well, no, we, they they were the sorcerer's stone because like the publishers thought that we wouldn't pick up philosophers. Yeah, right, right. And they're right. Yeah, so so either a they think that we wouldn't get like, oh, it's a book on geography, or b it's too close to something in the states that similar in copyright or, or title. Yeah. So it's one. It's probably one of those two. It's probably a copyright issue. Yeah. Um, with that in mind, when it, when we read Foundation, I got a, I got I made sure I was alone. I put it on my on my Bluetooth speaker. I chewed that steak, right? I took mm-hmm. my time with it. I oh hey uh, oh Colleen's calling me. I gotta pause and, and replay this bit, right? Yeah. Um, this book, I didn't I didn't audiobook it. I actually read it. Just to make sure I get it done in time. Look at him just bragging like a dick. No, no, no he was. Just, <laughs> It's almost oh, like it's, it's so it's so I could make it here and and be with my esteemed colleagues. And this book is a we talked about it, is a fast read. So this is this is this is like enjoyment, right? This is a this is a feel good book. This is this is the uh, visual equivalent of comfort food. And I think um, you don't really have to commit a lot to this. It's not the longest book. It's like what yeah. two hundred eighty eighty something pages, two eighty nine maybe. Uh, so there's not a huge commitment. And you're getting a massive, uh, a massive reward uh, for that time. So I, I, I mean, if it's really case by case, episodic format, you never know what you're going to get with the other books. I'd probably give another one a, sh- a shot for sure. Mm-hmm. For those, reasons. I think, I think when I get the next one, I'm going to read it, read it, and not audiobook it. I think highly recommended. With, being, with, with the, with it being so episodic, I think that is an easier mm-hmm. way to digest this. Hundred percent. E. I'm looking up the answer, and the first answer was presumably because Americans don't understand what Rivers or London is. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking posh. I, I mean, in America, we have, you know, it's as it's as the comedian said, uh, when we do stupid, <laughs> we're tap nat. Uh, with that, we are coming up on time, so... Hey. I'm going to take one moment to brag and say, I believe that this is the second book that I personally recommended that Ben liked. Yep. Yeah. That's fine. So you've liked all of her recommendations. The pandering ones to her, you have hated. Yes. These are my, these <laughs> the, are one, the ones, the ones to get you to like, come, come join us. Yeah. <laughs> ones that I actually recommended. Yeah. With that in I mind, have... I feel like we still need to do a Warhammer book pretty soon. But I, no! <laughs> I shouldn't have to be punished because we did it. I wouldn't say it's punishment. I am. What That's if I? Ch- what if I? What if I pick a book? That's my childhood. You're slandering. <laughs> and I stand by it. What if, <laughs> hey, Melissa, I. You're sharing these books that you enjoy. What if I share a book that I really enjoy? It's not my turn this week, so you're safe. But <laughs> You can't share a book that you really enjoy. And I can't Twilight. choose to pretend to have COVID. Yeah, but, then, but then you'd make me really sad, and you and I both would know that you wussed out. 
and I can't <laughs> and Joel and Joel would but, narc on you. So <laughs> this season, this episode, we're gonna be doing Miss. <laughs> what? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't pretend. I would just flat say I'm not gonna do this. But thank you. That's not fire. That's not you fair. Have to suffer with the rest of us. I have done every book that has been recommended through through this group. That being said. That being said, Brendan, (laughs) it is your turn this week. It is my turn. Uh, You guys know that to a fault, I love cheap yellowed page Delray paperbacks. However, we learned a lesson and I need to read them first before I recommend them. (laughs) Just just make sure they're not like overtly (laughs) racist because they were written in 1981. Yeah, we found that (laughs) out. Editors Um, were like, that's okay. We can call them that. So I'm a huge fan of TOS. Star Trek the original series. This particular this this particular <laughs> book, no no no. It is not a Star Trek paperback. It's not a novelization. I swear. However, sci-fi though. It's gonna shut however, up. Sci-fi. However, it's gonna be sci-fi. This this series that's your sweet spot. This series not only has a tie-in to the Star Trek animated series, but also to the Starfleet <laughs> Battles, also to the Starfleet Battles tabletop game. <laughs> you killed her. <laughs> it is. We are we are reading Ring World by by Larry Niven. Oh, oh that's not okay. It also, is a very, still uh, on the very very <laughs> tangential reference. It's a very tangential swear, piece of trivia. You, but this is another closeted racist book because it's <laughs> you are no longer spoilers. It kind of is. No, no, no. It you, just doesn't come right and, out and say it. <laughs> you know I love my trivia. And this, Genre, this book... Science fiction Racist novel, fantasy. Space <laughs> opera. <laughs> <laughs> what is Doctor Who if not a space opera? Yeah, yeah, come on. No, it's really a know. masterpiece. You shut up. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Thank opera. You. Opera masterpiece. Come on. It's a space opera. All right, so this book... Not only influenced uh, Star, Star Trek Animates, uh, Ring World, the first one. Not only so, influenced... Uh, the Ring World Engineers? No, it's, no, it's just the Ring, Ring World. World. It's the first one. When I put in Ring World, it got, I got a different answer. I got the Ring World Engineers. All right. Google will tell all. I got it. I got it. Oh, we're good. Okay. Um, yeah, so not only did this influence Star, Star Trek the Animated Series and Starfleet Battles, it also influenced a video game series called uh, Wing Commander. If you've ever heard of it or played it, oh my God, the one yes. that had the first at first live actors in it: Mark Hamill, John Rice Davies, I believe a porn star, <laughs> Biff Tannen from Back to the Future. Back when no money was made in in live action video games, that was uh, Wing Commander Three. But all of this was influenced I in some way. That one, by, I remember by like, the cutscenes were why you played that game to be like, oh my God, those are people. It's Mark mm-hmm. Hamill. Yeah. So. yeah. Apparently, the ring in Halo is taken from this book. Yep, it Halo. Is, it, is, it is basically one of the... It is a book. It is another... Like, we talked about how Foundation is sort of like the uh, original sort of, like, fathers of science fiction. Larry Niven is right up there with Isaac Asimov in terms of being a progenitor of, like, all science fiction novels. So, like, Foundation is all about sort of, like, the politics of, like, post-human stuff. But, like, uh, or, like, post-human empire stuff. But, like, Ringworld is more about, like, the travel and, like, encountering alien races and stuff like that. It's, they're, they're both sort of, like, in that sort of, like, Ooh, look at her science face. fiction category. She is so over it already. We're gonna love Damn it. <laughs> Brendan, did you really think you were gonna win her with Ringworld? Let's be real here. I'm I'm not gonna stop trying, Ben. I gotta I gotta I gotta keep trying. Hey, I, she likes Doctor Who. That's about the farthest you're getting into okay. quasi sci-fi at all. No? There was there was a review written nineteen years ago on Audible. It says first the bad news. The book is not world-altering, life-changing, deep, or otherwise valuable. Yeah. It is occasionally insightful, but it is a particularly a romp through a novel in a creative universe. As a romp, it is first-rate. Now, I did enjoy oh. this world for, like, the first book. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. outside once you ignore the turtle. Yeah. That is also a romp. So we so, will see. So this is different from Discworld. So Discworld world is more satirical. Ringworld <laughs> is, is also this world is also like uh, Victorian England with magic. Yeah. Magic so like, mud and a space turtle. Ringworld is very much takes itself seriously. It's not a satire. It's basically like this is the world, this is what's going on, this is the science of it, and just like let you sort of thing. It's not it's not a comedy like Discworld is. At the very least, you'll be educated on a nub of a ton of dork trivia <laughs> a lot of darkness <laughs> comes from the the nexus that is Ringworld. so at the very least we'll we'll be educated on more things dork which yeah. is what this is all about so it's definitely a trivia category mm-hmm. all right with that uh thanks again thanks again everybody for watching and uh we'll see you this again. was a pretty sad pick We'll see you again tomorrow with a continuation of the Candlekeep Mysteries. And then next week we will return to our Nerds on Blank uh, series where we we talk about Christmas traditions and family traditions during the holidays. And then this episode for um, Ringworld will be the first episode of the new year. All right. We're going to skip the week after Christmas. We're going to be taking, yeah, we talked about that. We're going to be taking off the week after Christmas for the holidays because they're usually just absolute chaos for yep. most people. So, um, so Ringworld will be the first episode in the new year. All right. Thanks again, everyone. And we will see you again uh, tomorrow and or next week. <laughs>